0: Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats from NC State University's Career Development Center, the only podcast dedicated to providing NC State students with current, relevant, and thought provoking ideas that will challenge you to think about your future. Whether you want to know more about what hiring managers are really thinking, or you just need to hear an honest and encouraging story about overcoming obstacles to reach your goals, we've got you covered. Wolfpack Career Chats is just one of the many services we provide. Whether it's career fairs, on campus interviews, co op opportunities, or more, we are here for the pack. Hello, this is Marcy Bullock with Wolfpack Career Chats. Today I have Avi Agarwal with me. Welcome, Avi. Hi, Marcy. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so delighted to talk to you because it's been a little while since we've seen each other. I remember you so fondly as a bright light in my class a few years ago, and I've been following your journey, and I have been really wanting to get a conversation going, and today we get to hear about career choice and where you are today. So do give us a little bit of background on yourself and all of the career challenges Challenges you have encountered?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I loved the career exploration class I took, so, plug for that. Um, career choice is definitely something I spent a lot of time thinking about during the last few years of college, and I actually took an extra semester during which I took that class to really help think through all the questions verging around in my mind. Uh, so, I started out in chemical engineering and um, I found myself really enjoying more of the science classes that I was taking, so I added a minor in food science because that was a really interesting application of some of the biochemistry and also the engineering courses, as well as um, during my freshman summer, I did some shadowing within healthcare, so I knew I had some interest there, um, wanted to continue to explore. So sophomore year, I started doing some research in the food science department, focused on more nutrition-oriented applications of cocoa and dairy proteins. And that led me to do a research internship in Germany through a really cool program called the Dad Rise Program. And that was um, I found, about, found out about that through the fellowships advising office, which is a great resource that we had at NC State with them. Um, Dr. Kirshner. She's still there. So I uh, did some more research in food science and nutrition in Germany. I came back and I was involved with the food science club, doing more practical product development work using some of that science that I'd learned. And that led me to do a summer internship at General Mills in research and development the following year. So that was a really great experience. Got exposure, my first exposure to an industry setting And I realized that um, within the world of the food industry, I had this health interest, but I was also really interested in the business and marketing applications of the company. So I was kind of straddling this interest in food for health and food business. Decided to focus more on the health side, doing an obesity medicine conference that year with some of the research I was doing related to designing food products for weight management. And then I ended up interning at NIH the following summer, doing a, an internship in the Office of Disease Prevention, helping um, do some research grants for obesity prevention and other types of research. I still had my interest in business, so did a summer program for a few days at a um, business school. And then I actually ended it up ended up applying to business school my final year of um, college of that last semester that I took. Um, and, you know, I got rejected, so we can definitely chat more about rejection later on. But with these interests, I knew I wanted to continue to explore both the food industry and healthcare. So I decided to go into consulting, which allows you to solve problems in a variety of industries and spend some more time doing both. So I did, in fact, work in public health, healthcare, and the food industry during my time at Deloitte. And um, I realized that, you know, within the set of business interests that I was solving, I wanted to be more on the innovation side. So recently in the fall, I pivoted to a program called Venture for America. That's an entrepreneurship fellowship that um, helps people get connected with organized startups or growing organizations and also helps you get off the ground with your own uh, entrepreneurial aspirations.
0: That is a great story, and I want to unpack a little bit of some of the things that you touched on. So I, I heard you talking a lot about some of the shadowing and internships, so I'm really happy that you, you had a chance to take advantage of all these resources which are on campus still. There may be some new people in some of those offices, I think in the fellowship office, but we, um, we want to encourage students to take advantage of that. And then the internships, of course, just testing the waters out to see what you liked, um, starting in your first career in consulting. And then you, like you said, you had a rejection before that. And I, I would like to hear you talk a little bit about that in terms of how that affected you and any advice you have for people, because we all have rejections. And I feel like if you're not putting yourself out there enough and you never get rejected, then there's no risk being taken.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's it's definitely been one of the hardest things for me, um, dealing with rejection over and over again. It's definitely kind of the story of my life, but it's also the most important uh, journey that I've taken in shifting my perspective and coming into a growth mindset, which is so critical for sustaining your career. Um, so a lot of people will kind of just try to minimize rejections and say, you know, it wasn't meant to be, and move on. But um, I think it's really important to really feel the feelings um, and process them and um, examine the whatever the rejection took place if you got to the interview stage, how you performed, if there's something during the process that you learned through that, and use that to help you move forward because if you didn't learn either something about yourself, something about the way the world works, or, um, you know, something you can put into practice going forward, um, it's hard to see value in that rejection sometimes. So I was rejected from a lot of jobs that um, I was applying to senior year, and then um, rejected from that business school program. Uh, and then at work, even, you know, I, there. I was at a large organization. There were a lot of projects that that I was interested in um, for whatever reasons, timing or not knowing the right people or um, just navigating a large organization. Um, I felt like I was getting rejected from some of those projects I was interested in. And then um, even in the transition, switching jobs, I kept getting rejected. So for me, I think, you know, definitely try to not trying not to take it personally is, um, step one. A lot of this is just how the world works. There's no one, um, just sitting there whose job it is to keep you specifically out of what you want. You know, it's, um, there's just so many applicants. There's so much that, um, you don't know. So, um, you know, focus on what is in your control instead of trying to get stuck on how things are unfair, um, is is helpful because that helps you actually move forward. Um, so reflecting on what you could have done better, if there's a question you could have answered better, if there's um, some type of industry knowledge that you should acquire for the next set of interviews, is there a skill that you could have demonstrated better? Um, and sometimes it's even appropriate to ask for feedback after an interview if you weren't accepted and you feel comfortable reaching out so that you can implement that. Um, I really found the practice interviews, the mock interviews from the Career Center really helpful in um, just being able to quickly um, demonstrate some of those communication skills during uh, interviews so that when I did it for professional
0: opportunities in real life, it was smoother. And with the mock interviews, thanks for mentioning that. We do offer that through the Career Development Center so students can log into EPAC and schedule a time with their career coach. And like you said, you get so much feedback. And I liked your idea of even asking the person who rejected you for feedback when appropriate. Have you ever tried that? And, and what did you learn from it?
1: Yeah. So the mock interviews are a great opportunity to do that. Um, I, I have, um, a couple times and, you know, sometimes it was just the other applicants had some more experience, especially sometimes in, um, the startup world. They're kind of really sexy jobs that a lot of people want. So, um, you know, you might have, you might be competing with people who are willing to, with a lot more experience, willing to, um, You know, take a significant pay cut to do something that you want to do. Sometimes it is about how you answer an interview question and um, there's some learning out of that. And um, sometimes it's just more targeted experience.
0: Right So, um yeah, and like you said, not to take that personally, like if there was a more qualified person, then you can't go beating yourself up. Was there ever any feedback that you got that helped you to make a change for the next time in terms of maybe the impression you gave someone during the interview? Yeah, absolutely. I think I just being so early in my career, there's
1: a lot more that I don't know than um, I do know. And just recognizing that, portraying that humility in um, an interview setting, I think is always great. But you also do want to balance that with some competence. Finding like the key terms of an industry, really making sure you can speak the language, I think is important. And my time in consulting helped me to have the, the basic understanding of the functions and industries I was trying to go into. And then um, retaining that humility about how much more you don't know, but you know enough to know that you're interested in a space is um, a nice way to phrase it sometimes.
0: I understand. And when you were just talking about that research, was it the book Grit? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, really That's fascinating. Yeah, I like that book too. Thanks for referencing it. But I also remember when we did the Strengths Finder, belief was one of your top five strengths. And that's one of the things we talk about in our class is really aligning your career since you spent so many waking hours with the people in your professional life and doing that functional job title that it has to align with who you are. And did you find at this point when you made the change that maybe that alignment was a little bit out of flow? yeah definitely and i think um the people
1: you're around as you said make such a huge difference as well i um spent some time kind of prototyping this change where when i was living in atlanta and still working in consulting full-time i would still spend a lot of my time outside of work in the startup world going to events talking to other founders um, learning more about the challenges and doing some classes So um, I was really energized by the people in that community and um, by just reading about the space and keeping a pulse on it. So um, kind of living in both of these worlds for some time helped me confirm that and um, helped me know that it would be, you know, just whenever possible to prototype and confirm that things are, um, in fact, better aligned instead of just, uh, proje- you know, projecting or seeing the grass is greener on the other side, finding ways to confirm or have a hypothesis and test it before you make a big jump or um, a big commitment is always preferable, I think.
0: So one of the things that you, you have thought a little bit bit about when you are staying positive during some of these rejections is this analogy about a line to a club or a venue. And I wonder if you could share that with our listeners.
1: Yeah. um, And this is funny. This is um, something I I think I was listening to a podcast. Someone probably wrote a book about this, um, about um, thinking about the professional world or even just life like, um, a club in that, um, you know, in, in rejection, dealing with rejections definitely was a big part of, um, you know, my burnout and just coming to a more positive perspective, um, and helped me take some of the seriousness off of like making a jump or making a change or making the right choice. Um, so this, um, analogy is that there's, um, a line to a club, whatever it is that you're trying to get into, or, um, you know, whether it's a job, if it's a community, if it's, um, you know, some some change or impact that you want to make. Um, so there's, in front of, at the front door of the club, there's a long line of people waiting, there's a bouncer, and it's going to take forever to try to get in. So that's where um, a lot of people, like, if you take a really popular job um, you know just applying to the job on the application page. Um, I my dream one of my dream jobs I applied to never even got reviewed by a human because it was um, there are so many applicants. And then in the back door there of the club there are people with um, kind of the exclusive access or the VIP entrance and um, they get in through the back door. But um, pro- there's probably a third door into the club, like um, a window or a side entrance or some other way that you might be able to get in without waiting in line at the front door or going in through, um, if you don't have the VIP pass, going in through the back door. So um, for me, this has largely been through networking my way in. Um, so, for example, last week, I volunteered at a conference where a lot of people in um, doing doing exciting things in the industry I'm interested in were going to be. So I um, just emailed the organizers at the conference and said, hey, are you looking for volunteers? I would love to help out. And there I met a lot of great connections. And um, You know, got to meet people in person, which is always preferable than cold messaging, Um, although sometimes that's worked for me. So definitely maximizing your opportunities to meet people in person and then following up and building those relationships over time has been a helpful kind of third door for me to get in. Another way is um, just once you find someone or, um, you know, just being persistent even through one of the other doors is just knocking on the door a lot of times until someone answers. That can be annoying, but um, sometimes that people are impressed with persistence. I think another interesting way is um, having a creative option to kind of show them your value. So doing a little mini project and saying, here's how I can add value to your company or here's an opportunity I think would be really interesting for you to play and here's some research I've done on it. I'd love to chat more. So giving them a reason to talk to you is helpful.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. That's a, I am 100% stealing that because also when I think about that third way in, that window that you talked about, that's hard, Like, right? You've got to push the window up and you've got to jump up and you've got to hurdle over it and all of the networking and doing these creative projects that you're talking about and volunteering, that's not just looking on Indeed for a job and applying, and all of a sudden getting an offer. That's putting in so much more resourceful effort. So thanks for sharing that idea.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I find that some of these things, even if they don't lead to the outcome immediately, they build really in, um, meaningful and hopefully lasting connections that can serve you over time.
0: Yes, yes. Agreed. I think every person you meet, it's building a relationship that's gonna enrich your life in some way. And and just like you, with the rejections I've had, I feel like they've shaped my character so much and keeping that positive attitude is so important during those transitions. So let's move into the future now. We're at our last question, which is, but let's add 20 years on to your life and say, what advice would you give to Avi today? Yeah, this is, um, this is a great
1: question.
0: And um,
1: I think for me, I have um, probably taken an unconventional or um, a, a little more risky move. And even after I made that decision, I um, questioned it a little bit. But when I take that long-term zoom out perspective, you know, I would just say, go for it. Um, you know, you're going to regret the risks you don't take, and um, there are a lot of ways to, uh, you know, still put it on the back burner. I could go to a more predictable career path, um, you know, apply to medical school later on, um, but right now, I'm with the risk. There's, there are definitely lots of ways to de-risk taking a risk by um, acquiring a network that you can leverage. Um, as I did with this program, um, building knowledge and skills that will serve you um, and improve your employability should your risk not pan out. um, And just, you know, defining your goals and um, planning a bit and knowing that you'll be okay and showing yourself that you can be okay.
0: It was such a pleasure having you on the show, Avi. Thank you so much. Thank you so
1: much, Marcy. Really great to chat.
0: The NC State Career Development Center prepares and empowers students to identify and pursue their career goals. Stop by Pullen Hall to learn more. Thank you for listening to Wolfpack Career Chats, and we hope to see you around campus. Have a PACTACULAR DAY!